Welcome to this week's reading of Likuti Mohoran. This week we'll be reading Part 1, Lesson 5. The footnote on Likuti Mohoran number 5. Rebbe Nachman taught this lesson on Monday, Rosh Hashanah 5563, September 27th, 1802. Shortly after he had been, he had taken up residence in the city of Breslov. On Sunday of the previous week, September 19th, the man who was to become Rebbe Nachman's closest follower and scribe, Reb Nosen, met the Rebbe for the very first time. The text of the lesson is Lashon Rabbanu, A Blessed Memory, CN of First Note to Lesson 2, where this terminology has been explained. From the Rebbe's own testimony, we know that within the sections are concealed the mystical intentions relating to tefillin. See Likute Mohoran 138 and in note. Indeed, Reb Nosen later composed his own discourse explaining the concepts of tefillin based on, his, based on this lesson. See Likute Holocaust Orach Chaim Tefillin 4. The main themes of the lesson are mitigating decrees, performing the mitzvot with joy, and the reward for the mitzvot, intense prayer, cleansing one's mind of undesirable thoughts, and strife between Zedekim. Reb Nosen once said that the inspiration and guidance he drew from this lesson, the first full discourse he heard from Rebbe Nachman, served him throughout his life. Bekatsu wrote, with trumpets and the sound of the shofar, shout out before God, the king, Psalm 98, verse 6. Now each person must say, the entire world was created only for my sake, Sanhedrin 37a. Consequently, because the world was created for my sake, I must constantly look into and consider ways of making the world better to provide what is missing in the world and pray on its behalf. The verdict is decreed by the destroying angels. And the request is through the Ma'amar of the Holy Ones. Daniel 4.14 And in the manner of prayer, there are two approaches. Before the decree has been issued, we follow the regular order of prayer, and there is no need to veil the prayers. But after the decree has been issued, our prayers have to be disguised within stories, so that the accusing angels standing to the left, do not understand and protest. As is written, the verdict is decreed by the destroying angels, i.e., when it is after the decree has been issued. Then the request is through the Ma'amar of the Holy Ones. Then the Zedekim disguise their request as a Ma'amar. 2. But how do we know whether it is before the decree has been issued or after the decree has been issued. We can determine whether it is before the decree or after the decree by means of the mitzvot we perform. And this is specifically when a person performs the mitzvot with such great joy that he has no desire for any reward in the world to come. Instead, his only desire is that the Holy One provide him with the opportunity to do another mitzvah as a reward for the first mitzvah. As in 
the saying of the sages, the reward for a mitzvah is a mitzvah, avot for two, for he derives pleasure from the mitzvah itself. This is the difference between the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu and the prophecy of the other prophets. It is similar to Rashi's commentary to Moshe spoke to the tribal heads of the children of Israel, saying, Zehadavar, this is the word God has commanded, Numbers 30, verse 2. Rashi explains, All the prophets prophesied with kol, thus, says God. Moshe achieved even more than they in that he prophesied with Zehadavar, for kol corresponds to a dull-looking glass, whereas Zehadavar corresponds to the clear-looking glass. These two aspects of prophecy are also found in our service of the Creator. There is the person who does the mitzvah for the reward of the world to come. He has no enjoyment from the mitzvah itself. If he were not given the world to come as a reward, he would not do it. This corresponds to ko, a dull-looking glass. Just like the person who sees something from a distance, so too he performs the mitzvah for the reward it will bring at a distant time after this world. He who goes weeping on his way carrying a seed bag, Yavo Varina Nase Alomotav, will come back with songs of joy carrying his sheaves. Psalms 126.6 And the payment of reward is called Nave, Prophet. This is because the first letters of Yavo, Varina, Nose, Alu, Motav spell Nave. The payment of reward is also alluded to in the verse itself, as Rashi explains. He who goes weeping on his way carrying a seed bag, he is painted by the mitzvah's performance. He will come back with songs of joy carrying his sheaves. He will rejoice in the future when he will receive reward for the mitzvot. But the prophet who prophesies with Zehadavar does not desire the reward of mitzvot. Rather, he desires the mitzvah itself. He rejoices so much in its performance that he rejects any kind of reward. We see then that his world to come is in the mitzvah itself. This is therefore the concept of Navi, i.e. the payment of reward, corresponding to Zehadavar, a clear-looking glass, just like the person who sees something from up close, with a splendidly clear view. So too he enjoys the mitzvah itself, and his reward is right before his eyes. And it is the person who is on this level who performs the mitzvah with such great joy that he has no desire for any reward of the world to come in return. Who is able to differentiate between before the decree has been issued and after the decree has been issued? This is because the mitzvot form a complete construct, and they give life to all other constructs, whether it be the construct of man or the construct of the world or the construct of year. For world, year, soul receive vitality from the mitzvot as in Psalm 33, 4, all his work is done with faith. And also, Ibid 119, 86, 
All your mitzvot are faith. Thus the Holy One is in simple unity with the mitzvot. Therefore, when the Holy One's works are as they should be, and in proper order, the Holy One is happy with them and delights in them. As is written, Psalm 104.31, God rejoices in his works, like a craftsman who makes some vessel. If the vessel is beautiful, then he delights in it. And the joy of the Holy One is clothed in the mitzvot, because they are his unity. Now when the person who performs the mitzvah with a joy derived from the mitzvah itself enters into the joy of the mitzvah, he enters into the joy of the Holy One who rejoices in his works. This corresponds to Israel rejoices in its maker. Psalm 149.2 We find, therefore, that if there is any misfortune or harsh decree affecting world, year, soul, then certainly the joy of the Holy One is lessened as in Genesis 6.6. He grieved in his heart, as the sages taught, when a person sins, what does the Shekinah say? My head is heavy, my arms are heavy. Sanhedrin 46a Thus the person who has entered into the joy of the mitzvah will certainly know by the state of the joy whether it is before the decree has been issued or after the decree has been issued. He can also discern the part of the structure against which the judgment has been decreed. He knows this based on the structure of the mitzvot. If he cannot joyfully perform the head of the mitzvot, i.e. those mitzvot that relate to the head, he will know that a judgment has been decreed against the heads of world, year, soul, and it is likewise for the rest of the structure of the mitzvot. This is the meaning of what the sages said concerning Shabbat. Remember it from the first day of the week, Mekilta Yitro 7, Beta 16a. The joy and pleasure of the world to come is the aspect of Shabbat. Should be experienced during the six days of work. These six weekdays correspond to the performance of the mitzvot because world, year, soul were created on them. You must pay him his wages in the same day before the sun sets. Deuteronomy 24.15 this is, you must pay him his wages on the same day. The person's reward will come from the mitzvot themselves before the sun sets. Because he does not perform the mitzvot for the reward of the world to come, which is after his sun sets, after his death. 3. Now the essence of joy is found in the heart, as is written, Psalms 4.8. You have put joy in my heart. But it is impossible for the heart to rejoice unless a person removes the crookedness in his heart, so that he might have a straight heart. Then he will merit true joy, as is written, I bid 97.11, and joy for the straight of heart. And the heart's crookedness is made straight by means of thunder, as our sages taught, Thunder was only created to straighten the crookedness of the heart. Barakot 59a Thunder corresponds to the voice a person releases with great force while praying. 
from this voice, thunder is generated. As stated in the Zohar 3.235b, when the voice is released and encounters the rain clouds, the voice is transmitted to the creation, and this is thunder. For thunder is essentially from Gevorot, severities, as is written, Job 26.14, Who can understand the thunder of his Gevorot, strength? This is why, when hearing thunder, we recite the blessing, for his might and Gevura fill the universe. These Gevorot are in aspect of might and strength. A person releases the voice with great force, and this voice strikes the rain clouds, i.e. aspect of upper mentalities. From where drop, four drop, from where drop after drop descends, as is brought in the Zohar 3.235b, a well of fresh water and drops from Lebanon, Song of Songs 4.15, from the Libuna, Witnesses of the Mind. And when this voice strikes the rain clouds, then the voice is transmitted to the creation, i.e. the aspect of thunder. This is the meaning of the sound of your thunder was in the sphere, Psalms 77.19, i.e., in the sphere of the mind. For when it encounters the skull, the voice is converted into thunder and is transmitted to the creation. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be understanding, Psalm 49.4. This corresponds to, my mouth will speak wisdom. The speech that leaves my mouth strikes wisdom, i.e. the sphere of the mind. As a result, the meditation of my heart will be understanding, i.e. the heart will be stirred by the thunder. This is because the voice stimulates Kavana, Barakot 24b. This is what our sages taught. When a person has fear of heaven, his words are heard, Barakot 6b. For when someone possesses fear of heaven, his voice is converted into thunder. This is because thunder is from the side of Yitzhak, as in the thunder of his Gevorot. This causes his words to be heard, i.e., the voice is transmitted to the creation. For hearing is linked to the fear of heaven, as is written. Habakkuk 3.2 O God, I heard of your message. I feared, Zohar 3.230a. And this is the explanation of Geborei Koach, mighty ones, who do his bidding, hearkening to the sound of his word, Psalms 103.20. As the Zohar 190a states, they merit hearing voices from above. In other words, by means of the Geborot, thunder is generated. This causes the heart to hear i.e. the meditation of my heart will be understanding. As is written, 1 Kings 3.9, Give your servant a hearing heart to judge your people, and then his words are transmitted to the creation, this being hearkening to the sound of his word. This also corresponds to the sound of the shofar, i.e. the shofar horn of the ram, the Ram of Yitzhak, Zohar 3.235b, which is an aspect of the thunder of his Gevorot. 
This, then, is the meaning of Psalm 89.16. Happy is the nation who knows the shofar's blast. Specifically, knows because the voice hits the mind, corresponding to rain clouds, and is converted into the aspect of thunder. And whoever hears the shofar blown by a man who is God-fearing and pious will certainly have no fear of thunder the entire year. As is written, With sounds of thunder and lightning, you revealed yourself to them, and with the shofar sound, you appeared to them. You appeared to them through the sound of the shofar, protecting them from thunder and lightning. 4. But it is first necessary to clear the mentalities of secular wisdom and undesirable thoughts of humates. A person must not sour his wisdom with secular wisdom, or evil passions, so that the voice emerges pure and clean. It will then strike the upper mentalities and be converted into thunder. But when the sphere of the mind is clogged with impurity, as in Leviticus 11.43, because neat metem, you will be made unclean by them, then his voice is not heard. He must also safeguard his fear of heaven, from which the voice emerges as in the thunder of his Gevorot, so that he has no intrinsic fears, but only a fear of the Holy One. This is, where there is no wisdom, there is no fear of heaven. Where there is no fear of heaven, there is no wisdom. Avot 3.21 And this corresponds to that which our sages taught when King Shlomo married Pharaoh's daughter, the angel Gabriel descended and plunged a reed into the sea, Shabbat 56b, Sanhedrin 21b. The explanation is from the devotion of the Gevurot, which correspond to gold dross, intrinsic fears. He plunged a reed into the sea of wisdom. A kane, reed, is the aspect of the voice released from the Kane, windpipe. Thus, because of the secular wisdom and intrinsic fears, the voice remains plunged in the mire of the intellect and will not be transmitted to the creation. But the most important thing is that a person safeguard his mind from becoming Hamitz. This is Psalm 68.31, Rebuke Kayat, the beast of the, of the reed. As the Zohar 3.252a states, Break the reed of the het and make it a hay, thus transforming the letters chametz into matzah. Your wisdom will then not turn sour. This is the connotation of rebuke, which conveys conflict, for the word matzah also implies conflict. The Zedekim engage in matzuta, battle, with other, with the other side in order to keep it from approaching the dwelling place of holiness, Zohar 3 to 51b. That is, when you protect your wisdom so that secular wisdom does not penetrate it and you do not entertain evil thoughts, which is the kane, read, of the other side, in contrast to the kane, windpipe of holiness, i.e., kane, wisdom, kane, understanding of holiness, you will be saved from the aspect of chametz, which is the side of death. 
As is stated, Zohar Ibid, Ma Chametzet. It contains Chametz and Met. And believe that all strife and conflict between those Zedekim who have reached perfection is only to dispel the other side. This is the meaning of Proverbs 15.31, whose ears hear the reproof of life, Talin, lodges among the wise. Talin is similar to Teluna, complaint and conflict. When you hear the Zedekim arguing, know that this is to let you hear reproof for having blemished the drops of your mind. Concerning this, it is said, Proverbs 2.19, None that go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. You have become attached to the side of death, the aspect of Hamates, of. Gabriel descended. Know also that a reed has been plunged. Intrinsic wisdom has been plunged into your sea of wisdom. And certainly, if your mind had not been blemished, you would not have been given to hear the conflicts among the Zedekim. This conflict is only for your sake, in order that you return from the death from death to life, from Hametz to Matzah, from Het to He, and so that you repent from the unwholesome fear to fear of his exaltedness, from a marred voice to a flawless voice, from blemished wisdom to complete and true wisdom. But when you guard your mind from the aspect of Hametz, so that it does not become clogged, then your voice will strike your skull and be converted into thunder, and the heart's crookedness will be made straight. Then you will merit joy, as in, and joy for the straight of heart. This is the meaning of Psalms 81.8. When you called in secret, I answered you thunderously. I tested you at the waters of conflict, Selah. The waters of conflict are an aspect of matzah, of mentalities, through which thunder is generated. 5. Know as well that a person must couple the Gevorot, severities, with kasadim, benevolences, left with right, as is written in Psalm 27, with the saving Gevorot strength of his right arm, for the main Revelation comes about through the right, by means of Kasadim. As is written, I bid 110.1, sit at my right hand while I make your enemies your footstool. It is likewise necessary to couple love with fear of heaven in order to generate thunder. This love is from the right side, from a mind as white as silver. Tikkuni Zohar, number 70. This is the meaning of when it turned morning, the sea returned to its might. Exodus 14.27 The sea alludes to the sea of wisdom when it turned morning. This is the morning of Avraham, Zohar 2.170b, corresponding to Avraham, my beloved. Isaiah 41.8 To its might, this is Geberot, corresponding to the sound of your thunder, was in the sphere. And this is Song of Songs, 8-7. Many waters cannot extinguish the love, for the ability to conquer is mainly by means of love, as in, sit at my right hand. And this is the explanation of Psalms 29-3. 
The El, God of glory, thunders. El is Hesed, loving kindness. Glory is wisdom, as is written Proverbs 3.35. The wise will inherit glory. Thunders alludes to the thunder. In other words, the Geber wrote, an aspect of thunder must be coupled with love so that they will strike the glory, the aspect of wisdom, and be converted into thunder. Then you will conquer your enemies, as in, sit at my right hand while I make your enemies your footstool. This is the uh, six. This is the explanation. Rabbi Barakana recounted, One time we were traveling on the Safinta ship to sail between the fish's two Shitsa fins. Took the ship three days and three nights, even though it was swimming upwind and we were sailing downwind. And lest you think the ship was not sailing quickly, when Rav Dimi came, he said, in the time it takes to heat a night, heat a kettle of water, it went sixty parasay, parasangs, and a parsha rider shot an arrow. Yet the ship preceded it. Rav Ashi said this fish was a sea gildina, which has two fins. Baba Batra seventy three b. Rashbam, Shitsa, a fin between two shitsa. These are the fins on the back of the fish, one to the side of the head and one to the side of the tail. It was swimming upward, upwind. It was going against the wind, and we were sailing downwind, in the same direction as the wind, for the waters of the sea do not flow, and one sails using the wind. In the time it takes to, to heat the, a kettle of water, in the amount of time it would take to boil a kettle of water. And a rider shot an arrow. If anyone on the seashore would shoot an arrow from his bow, we should see the ship outtrace the arrow. Safinta. This connotes importance. It corresponds to Geburah, fear, as is written, Isaiah 33, 6, The fear of God is his treasure. For the fear of heaven is what is most important. Shitsa, this connotes misfortune. As it is written, number 1621, Separate yourselves from this congregation, and I will destroy them in an instant. The Aramaic translation of, and I will destroy them, is ve ashe ze yat hone. Three days and three nights. This corresponds to the mitzvot, which are divided into three categories, the rational, the tradition-based, and the statutes. Concerning them, it is written, Joshua 1.8, He shall study Torah day and night. It was swimming upwind, and we were sailing downwind. This corresponds to God rejoices in his works. Israel rejoices in its maker. In the time it takes to heat a kettle of water, this is the mine, as in, and drops from Lebanon. And it went sixty parasay. This corresponds to Gevarot, sixty Gevarim, mighty men. Song of Songs 3.7 And the thunder of his strength. And a Parsha shot an arrow. Parsha is the aspect of Hased, 
loving kindness. It refers to someone who brings to light that which is hidden. Someone who may parish explains those matters which are obscure. An arrow, as in, shoot your arrows and panic them. Psalms 144.6 This corresponds to sit at my right hand while I make your enemies your footstool. The ship preceded it. This is the aspect of fear which precedes the fear of heaven, precedes all else, as is written Psalm 111.10. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Rabarbar Khanna recounted that he had delved so deeply into the attribute of the fear of heaven and had seen the great power of this fear that he was now able to use it to discern between before the decree has been issued and after the decree has been issued, i.e. between two shitsa. He explains how he could discern by means of the mitzvot, which are the aspect of three days. It is possible to discern, and this is only when one performs the mitzvot with joy. For through the joy of the mitzvot, it is possible to discern. This is because the Holy One rejoices in his works, and this joy is clothed in the mitzvot, as explained. And we below also rejoice in the Holy One, as in Israel rejoices in its Maker. We desire no reward, even the reward of the world to come. This is, it was swimming upwind and we were sailing downwind. Our joy below is in accordance with his joy above. In this way, we discern whether it is before or after the decree has been issued. Rabbar Bar Khanna then explains how to achieve this joy by means of the aspect of thunder, this is, when Rav Dimi came, he said, in the time it takes to heat a kettle of water, it went sixty parse, i.e., corresponding to the sound of your thunder was in the sphere, and to the voice stimulates kavana. Sixty is an allusion to gevarot, which strike the skull and are converted into thunder, and then the voice is transmitted this corresponds to the voice stimulates Kavana, and to the thunder was only created. To straighten the crookedness of the heart. He then said that, in essence, the conquering ability of the Geberoth is only due to Kasadim. This, thus it is necessary to encompass the left within the right as explained. But even so, a person must put the fear of heaven first because the owner of a lost object searches after what he has lost. As the sages taught, it is the way of the man to search after the woman. This is analogous to a person who has lost something, who searches after whom. Certainly the owner of the object searches after what he has lost. Kiddushin 2b. The explanation of this is, man is the aspect of love, whereas woman is the aspect of fear, as is known. It is therefore necessary to put the fear of heaven first, as then love will automatically follow. For the love of God constantly goes out and searches after the fear of heaven, just as the owner of the object searches after what he has lost. This is, and a rider shot an arrow. Rav Ashi said, This fish was a sea gildina, 
Gildina alludes to the holy name, Agala, which is an aspect of Geburot in that it is an acronym for Atah Gibor Le'olam Adonai, You are mighty forever, O Lord. Amidah Prayer As is brought Zohar Kadash Teruma, Gildina is made up entirely of the letters Aleph, Gimel, Lamed, and the holy name Adonai, i.e., the holy name Agla, and this is what is alluded to by the two fins. Seven. This is the explanation of the opening verse. With trumpets and the sound of the shofar, shout out before God the King. Let the sea thunder and all within it. Let Tevel, world, and all its inhabitants, let the rivers clap their hands, the mountains, Iranenu, sing joyously together at the presence of God, for he is coming to judge the earth. Psalms 98, 6-9 With trumpets and the sound of the shofar, that is, by means of the voice that is released during prayer, let the sea thunder. Thunder is generated. This corresponds to the sound of your thunder was in the sphere. The Tevel and all its inhabitants. This alludes to the heart and its arteries. Thunder was only created. Tevel is made up of the letters Tav, Lev, Tav. Connotes a mark, as is written Ezekiel 9.4, and Hit Vita Tav, inscribe a mark. The voice is imprinted on the heart, as in thunder was only created to straighten the crookedness of the lev. And because of this, let the rivers clap their hands. This alludes to joy, as mentioned above, and joy for the straight of heart. And by means of this joy, the mountains, e ranenu, together, rina connotes prayer, as is written, First Kings eight twenty eight. Hearken to me, hearken to the rina and to the prayer. Mountains. This alludes to Zedekim. By means of the heart's joy, they are able to pray. Once they realize that the judgment has already been decreed, they disguise their prayer in a ma'amar. This is the explanation of mountains together. The Zedekim disguise their prayers together with stories. End of Lesson 5